What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pentown's Finest Podcast. I'm the host, Dante, and welcome. And this episode is pretty much going to be about um, the holidays, holiday gifts, tips, what's, what, like what's some of the things y'all expect from you know your loved ones if you get anything. If you're a follower like me, you're probably ain't getting nothing. Nothing against it, but you know how it goes. It just... We... We give out the presents. We don't really receive them. But, you know, I did a couple videos on some lenses that I got on YouTube. So we'll check some of those out and see what you think of, you know, the before. Like, I wouldn't even say before and after, just one lens compared to another lens. Because, like I said, I'm trying to get into this, you know, doing some real estate videos and um, maybe some weddings. You know, just to open up the portfolio and just do other things to bring some income in here. And just test my you know knowledge on things and my experiences that I've done so far and just get better at you know just improving on how to get better at whatever I'm trying to do learn explore you know generate into a little side hustle as they say so for me you know I'm always looking for other avenues just to expand my mind open some um you know that creative side of my mind where I can just go to other places and things like that when it comes to just expanding, you know, just not being stagnant and standing in one place and being nothing wrong with being doing what works. Sometimes you just got to open your mind up and just change things up a little bit. So for me, you know, I got a couple lenses and, you know, I got two cameras that's, I guess, high end, as they say, because some of the features that they have wasn't with my previous cameras. And I kind of showed that in one video where I went, I used the a7 III, used it in um, S-Log 2, then went to S-Log 3, and sometimes I should have went two stops up on one of the lenses, I believe it was the 35mm, I was on 1.4, I should have went to 2.8, got some better ranges with that when it came to two stops up. But... Since it's a holiday, what are good tech gifts, right? One of the things I've looked at as any man who has a house, right? Um, one thing I suggest is it like a, a basically a video doorbell, right? Now it's different brands. You got the Google, you got Ring. I see Arlo. Uh, it's probably a bunch of other ones, but I always recommend a doorbell camera because one, you can see your packages when they come. Two, you know, you want to see who at the door before you have to actually have to open the door because you know, man, I like the people that be at your door. So you know, you always want to see who's coming before you actually have to open the door. And my house never had a peephole on the door, so for me, I definitely wanted a doorbell where I kind of see who's out there. And, like, I had a, well, I didn't have a habit. Like, a lot of people who would come see me, come visit, would come knocking on the door, knowing I don't have a doorbell and I don't be in the living room area like much. I'm either upstairs in my bedroom or in the basement. So a doorbell actually helped out because I have Google doorbell. And the thing is with it is that all the speakers that I got from Google are the chime. So no matter where I'm at in the house, I'll hear it, which is a great thing. So I figured... That's always a good tech gift for a father. 
Now, you know, kids, I think, are pretty much easy now. A tablet, right? Some get games on them. Like my daughter plays Sonic 1 on there, right? Ever since she saw the movie with Knuckles, she likes playing the Sonic game. So I've been trying to find that old Sega collection with all the games. And I think all the Sonics was on there. So I'm definitely looking forward to that for her. They kind of expand her mind since she like playing the Sonic game so much now. So she can kind of get her own little game of her own and play the games. Hmm. Interesting. So, you know, that's always an option. Um, Like my son. He's 13, right? So, you know, he's in that young man explore video game stage where there's certain things he want, you know. He ain't just, you know, a tablet ain't going to make him happy because he got that for his birthday. And that's funny because I got him the tablet for his birthday. I got him an iPad Air, I think with 64 gigs on there. He don't really play games on his tablet, but he love watching YouTube movies, TV shows, all that stuff on there. And... He asked my mother for a PlayStation 5. <laughs> I said, he's slick. I said, I guess he get the tablet from me, get the PlayStation 5 from my mother, right? And the funny thing is, he plays my PlayStation 5. He played God of War Ragnarok and finished it, right? So she got, well, she ordered him from Amazon. She got on a reserve list for the PlayStation 5 with um, Thor, Thor, God of War Ragnarok. So my thing was, what's the point of getting that system when you already finished the game? So that's what made it funny. So I told him, get the first, well, not the first one. Well, if you want, get the uh, the 2018 God of War and find a way to get the original trilogy. Because I think they're probably downloadable on there. Or you probably got the package where you can get all of them. So I definitely recommend them getting that. This way he can play the whole series and know the whole storyline. Because I thought that was... Because for what I'm hearing, they're not making a third God of War with the Norse gods or whatever. There's basically the 2018 one and this one, and that's it. So he finished the game, and now... So I told him just get the... Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that the... 2018 one was on the PlayStation 4 Pro or PlayStation 4 or the PlayStation 4 Pro, which is, I don't know if you can buy the game and and play it on the PlayStation 5 because, you know, that was a real thing, but it may have come back out with an upgrade so you can play on PlayStation 5 and, you know, I don't know. I have to look into it. Matter of fact, let me do that right now. Let's see. We're going to go to Google. God of War. Twenty eighteen. Let's see. Is a TV series coming? Oh, no, no. So something else. All right. Here we go. Yeah, PlayStation 4. 
it doesn't basically it doesn't say when you can if you can't do it. Well, it doesn't matter. I def- I recommend him getting. Well, he could download it on uh. A PlayStation Store, right? Like the PlayStation Store should have it, right? Yeah, he could do that. So that's what he wants this Christmas from my mother. So he felt like, all right, my dad got me the iPad. My grandmama gave me the PlayStation 5. And she got my nephew the Xbox Series S, right? Because she didn't know it was two different versions of it. I was like, why didn't you ask me? which one he should get because like that made no sense to me but I get it you know you thought you were doing you you was doing the right thing but you just didn't realize there was other options out there so I thought that was funny now for me on the gaming side if it was if I had a choice to get what I wanted for Christmas but it ain't gonna come out the things I want ain't coming out this Christmas there is the Dead Space remake. That one was, the original one was a masterpiece for me. The game itself from beginning to end was just great. The second and third one, they could have kept, I just didn't like either one of them. But the first one was a classic, loved it. So they ain't making a remake. And they're making a remake to one of my favorite games of all time. So I will say that this is one of my favorites. This was the original Splinter Cell that came out on uh, Xbox, right? And it was a spy, espionage type of thriller. Um, certain missions, you couldn't kill nobody. You had to hide bodies in certain places so nobody could find them. All that type of stuff. So they're remaking that into a, you know, modern 4K game upgrade with some of the features that came from other games. So I'm looking forward to that and just excited for that but that, I don't know when that's coming out but Dead Space ain't coming out this year either so they're both coming out probably hopefully next year but that's what something I would want for Christmas but I'm not getting that but as far as tech you know gifts for people depends on the I guess the family member right you know I would say an iPod but they don't make those no more do they? yeah I think they stopped making iPods so those ain't a good so basically, an iPad is always a safe bet because, you know, everybody loves watching entertainment on, you know, report mobile screen. And that's just an interesting thing because I've always liked the iPod as a, like, or iPod Touch as, a, like, a go-to. Especially now when you have all these streaming services for for music, you got Spotify, Tidal, um, YouTube Music, which I have an issue with. It's, it's not as fluid as Spotify, in my opinion. It kind of has this. Here's the thing. I started with Spotify for a couple of years before I even tried other, uh, I said other universes, other, you know, streaming services for music. So for me, it was just like, it wasn't a, I was a little biased. You know, I've been using Spotify for a few years now. And so like, I got this trial, trial run with uh, YouTube Premium, right? And you get like YouTube music for three months for free. So I was like, all right, but I'll try it. 
And the thing is, Spotify, I get podcasts. I didn't really look on YouTube music, but you know, I just tried to look out the look for the music and see how easy it was to kind of navigate. And it was kind of clunky. So I'm still using it. It's okay so far now. I've gotten a little better since I've been playing with it, but I like the one feature where when you scroll up, you can kind of get the related music, the next music, and like other things that's and they have the lyric section where they tell you what they actually saying. Like I like those features when it comes to like, you know, songs. Some songs have it, some songs don't. But I kinda like how they incorporated that in theirs compared to Spotify's. Spotify's is kinda yeah, the font size is bigger and it kinda goes along with the song so you know exactly where you at. And that's another thing where YouTube music I kinda felt was clunky. Sometimes when you're playing music in the playlist, it doesn't t- like show you that in the in the playlist like with Spotify it's highlighted green and you got the little volume knobs going up and down with YouTube music it doesn't have that at all so it's like if you do try to go to a different song you got to see what song is playing on the screen by like the title of it so I thought it's kind of clunky but but I mean I'm using it for free right now so I can't really complain I got a couple more months with it until I probably cancel it before they there it goes, Sonic Mega Collection. You know, Amazon is the go-to for all that. 15 bucks, the Xbox 360 version. But do Xbox 360 games work in the Series X? Probably can download it. So I'll probably do that for I think they ain't going to come. 15 bucks they ain't going to hurt at all. But... Well, the holiday tech gifts, I always think, is a good thing, especially for, like, home, people who have homes. Smart thermostat. I don't, I have the, uh, the Nest, right? And the conveniency of the fact that pull out your phone, like, for me, since I live here by myself most of the time and my kids come on weekends, one of the things I, like, do if my kids ain't over here the house heat don't come on unless it's, uh, if it's above freezing temperatures I keep it off and just use space heaters and I know people probably saying well that's dangerous because you can cause a fire blast. I get all that but I always felt like if you have so much stuff around and if you're not using a surge protector I kind of I was an electrician for a few years so I know some of these little tricks of trade if you got a surge protector and you got in an open space, you should be fine. No rugs either. Like hardware. I mean, I'm not saying the hardware floor can't get, you know, catch fire, but something has to leak and ignite it on fire. But the space heater I have is like a big, I don't know if it's, it's like, yeah, it's like a metal box, right? And the heat blows out and if it reaches a certain temperature, it shuts off. And all it has the other features and nothing's around it. Nothing's hanging in front of nothing, like no rug, no nothing like that. So I don't really keep nothing around. So I just let it blow his heat in open space. So that's just me. So from anybody out there who owns a home, definitely if it's rehab up to date, kind of like the new standard for electricity, I think the code is a little different now. I need to get a refresh with that. But when it comes to like a homeowner, I think a smart thermostat is very useful because... You can control it, like, especially 
like a lot of people who have old, you know, old style thermostats where they turn them on and off and you have issues with, you know, adjusting the thermostat because of the temperature up and down, all these things. And anybody who knows that gas bill can creep up and have a crazy number on you in a, in a heartbeat. And anybody who knows that gas bill can be $100 one month, $300 the next. It can creep up on you like that. So I've always, once I learned how to balance that out, like, look, if I'm living in this house and it's just me most of the time, look, I'll, if it's above freezing, I'll keep the turn the heat off, put the space heater in my bedroom. As long as I sleep warm, I'm good. I mean, I can, as long as I can sleep warm, I'm good. So, but when it comes to smart thermostat, you can adjust it from anywhere you at. Like, as long as you got a data plan or some Wi-Fi, you can control it from anywhere. So, if, say, like, if I worked at night, right, and by the time I was to get off work, it's at 32 degrees, which is freezing temperatures, right? So for me, I'll be like, all right, at lunchtime, I'll turn it on, crank it up. So by the time I get home, I come to a nice, warm house. You know what I mean? No complaints. So I definitely recommend a smart thermostat. So let's look at some mottos that we can suggest. You know, like I said, I got the Nest one. All right, let's look at some smart thermostats for homes. Okay, we got the Google Nest. Now, it's two well, from what I see right here, this is the Google Nest thermostat, smart thermostat for homes, programmable Wi-Fi. All right, cool. This one is a little different than the one I got. It's a big flat white, not flat, but a rounded white one. That like the details and the lighting in it is not as sharp as the one I have. And I got the Nest, okay. This one is called the Google Nest Learning Thermostat Programmable Smart Thermostat, third generation. So I guess this one is what? Let's see. Just say Wi-Fi thermostat, snow. I guess that's the, the fact that it's white. Okay. I don't know which one it is. Well, like the one I have is the third generation one. It, it comes in. I got it in black, of course. And I like how it looks. I like the black outline, the black screen. And, you know, the detail of, like, when it's eco-friendly and all these things. I'm looking at some Honeywell. I used to install these at houses and uh, places like that. These Honeywell, you know, thermostats are old school. You know, they're not really too expensive. Now, I will say, well, the one I got was one. Uh, yeah, when I got it, it was 250 Now it's $179, so it's a steal these days. When it comes to smart thermostats, you have, what else do we have here? Ecobee? Smart thermostat, 273. All right, let's see. Okay, you get the, it's an Ecobee smart thermostat with voice controls and a Switch Plus smart light switch bundle. Okay, smart. Because right now you can kind of make your home a smart home, add a couple of features. What I'm looking into the solar panels now, because if I can have a electric bill come up to be zero, I'm not complaining. So 
Well, that's pretty much it for the thermostats. They got the old traditional one right here. It's a Wi-Fi one, but it looked like the old school ones. Like, everybody know who I'm talking about. It's a flat, like, rectangular one with, you know, the green screen. And, like, you can program and things like that, but it's Wi-Fi built into it. So, oh, I see a Vine Smart thermostat. What else? Those are cheaper ones. You know, it's all about how much you're willing to spend. But anybody who has a home, I definitely recommend a smart thermostat. Anything you control from your phone and keep a tab on it, yeah, I definitely recommend that when it comes to just, you know, home improvements. Like, I definitely recommend, like, a smart thermostat or bring a doorbell, of course. Um, a couple of smart lights. Like, I, I went crazy, and I got smart lights all over the house. That's just, you know, a man thing that just went a little too far. Uh, what else would I recommend? A smart clock. Because I have one in my room. That's my alarm. And it's a Google Assistant built in, so I got to get information that I can control things from there. Because uh, I was using my phone for the longest, you know. When it comes to that, like, my phone has problem. like, lately, my, I mean, I got the iPhone 10, so it's been giving me some issues, but it's one of those type of situations where with a smart clock, you can plan, make your plans and everything and put it in there and ask Google for some assistance, and it'll be in your Google app, and you can just go from there, so... Definitely recommend, like, those main three things if you're a homeowner. A doorbell, smart doorbell, smart thermostat, smart clock. Those are, like, the go-to for me. Like, those three I definitely recommend any homeowner get. Because I remember when I first got my thermostat, and I was like, all right, let's see what this is. I pulled out the app. I said, hold up, let me see something. Turn the heat on real quick. And I was like, oh, snap. I can adjust it and everything. I said, oh, this is what I'm talking about. Then, like, during the summer months, my my son stayed with me. And I would program it to come on around certain times because that's when the heat was at its highest. And, you know, we got central air in the house. And, like, I would crank that thing up, come home to a nice, cool house. It was lovely. And and those things, I just think, those are the main three things you need when you get a house. Smart thermostat, smart doorbell, and um, smart clock. Can't, can't go wrong with that. So that's like a, like, these are holiday gifts for someone who doesn't have these things. Like, like I said, those three things I definitely recommend someone get because how easy they make your life for real, for real. That, I mean, those three things make your life a whole lot easier because like if, even when you got a package to get delivered, you know, Amazon, they'll ring your doorbell, let you know, you look at it, all right, cool. I would never let them open my door and close it. Mm-mm. I ain't never doing that now. You can leave it on the doorstep. 
Like I've seen that where you can have them open the door, open the garage. Mm-mm. Nah. Too much of that. We ain't doing that. So that's one thing I would never do. What other holiday gifts? Now, if you got a techie, right? And may want, you know, the latest computer, TV. That's the thing right now. I don't know the latest and greatest TVs. Now, anybody who's in the market for a TV, which they say a recession is coming, I don't know. But if you have extra money to kind of throw out there, I always recommend an OLED TV. LG OLED. I have one in my bedroom. And let me tell you. Only TV in my house that rivals this 55-inch OLED is the 65-inch in the living room. The advantage that one has is the one downstairs has because it's 65-inch, yeah, but it's a fluorescent screen, so it has those halo effects around whites, right? You get used to it after. Well, when you used to watching those type of screens, you get used to that. But when you go from that to an OLED, you see the big difference. One of the um, things with that 4K 65 inch downstairs in the living room is that it runs at 120 hertz so it just looks a whole lot smoother when it comes to just action animation looks amazing now OLED TVs well this OLED TV matter of fact I'm gonna look it up and see if it has that because I don't think it does because it just doesn't look as fluid as it does on the screen but OLED each pixel has its own own color right own light I mean so blacks look black you don't have that pixelated effect where it's all boxy and grainy and it doesn't look black it look grayish in some spots um and it's just I'm looking at oh wow look at that you got an LG OLED for $1,200. That ain't bad at all. 55 inch. So, because the TV I got is an OLED. And like movies, TV shows just looks amazing on it. So I always recommend an OLED TV when it comes to like TVs. That's just me. Do they suffer from burning? Yes, they do. Depending on how much you watch TV and what you're actually doing with it. Like, you could, like, I don't play games on my OLED. I just watch TVs and, um, you know, watch movies and TV shows on it. So, I don't really have a problem. And I use my Apple TV box most of the time. So, after, you know, with Apple TVs, if you don't play nothing or do anything for a while, it shuts off after a certain, like, 10 minutes. So, you don't never really worry about the burning factor with that. Now, it says they, they come at 120 hertz refresh rate. That may be the case, but it just doesn't look as fluid as the one downstairs. That's just me, like my eyes, because I was watching Zootopia, a great movie too. And it's just more fluid on the one downstairs. I guess because of the screen size too, it looks a little bit more fluid, where a more smaller screen, which is 10 inches more, it, I guess, looks just the same, like a 60 hertz refresh rate so uh, it's hard to, it's like hard to explain because like when I see it it looks like the one is TV downstairs is just more fluid as far as like 
the 4K and how there's no blur effect to it. Like, that's how it's the one scene in, in Avengers Infinity War when Captain America and, and Black Panther are running side by side. And you see, like, this blur effect. But on that 65 inch, you don't. I haven't, I'm going to try, matter of fact, I'm going to try that later on the screen and see if I see that blurry effect because that's like, it's this one scene. Like, you see them running side by side and it, like, refresh rate can't keep up with that scene in some TVs. It's really, it's really noticeable in some TVs. And that one downstairs, it just looks so beautiful. So, that's just one of those situations where that's like, if you've been watching long enough, you see the difference in the refresh rate. That's why it's like, now that I have 120 hertz refresh rate screens, it's like, I can't go back to 60 hertz. And it's just, I think that's why I always recommend if you're uh, looking for a TV, you should go for OLED. That's just me. I think OLED TVs are the best TVs in the market. What else? What other good gifts for the holiday? Um, it's tricky right now because... Let me think of it. Like, it depends on the person, right? Like, for me, like I said, I just wanted two games that ain't coming out this year. But, you know, I'm fine with that. But if they were, so if I couldn't get those, what would I want? You know what? I will say this. I would like the A10 Mini Pro. Right? switcher I would like that I would say I would like to get that because what I'm working on is you know I'm working on this video stay tuned for that for the next week release right I'm working on a video and what I've done is I've taken my two short SM7B well I got three of them in case I have a, a guess what I'm trying to do is create a video style podcast, right? Me, co-host, the producer, right? The producer will have the A10 Mini Pro Switcher, a monitor, the monitor, the cameras, make sure we're all in focus, you know, the Rodecaster Pro 2 and all these things. And like monitor... And be like the third voice in the show, you know what I mean? Kind of have the third, you know, that third point of view in the show. So I was, I would like to do that. But I was kind of cautious since, you know, the A10 Mini Pros, you can record to them directly, but it's in 1080p. I would like it to be in 4K. Now I understand you can get great quality by, you know, tweaking some software features. But I kind of just want, I would like to know the insurance of knowing that it's, a 4K switcher and I ain't got to keep touching and fiddling with the software and certain um, 
aspects of it to try to get it to look the way I hope it looks, you know? That's just the way I want it. That's why I'm holding off because I'm hearing there's supposed to be some 4K ones coming out, so I'm going to wait and see if that is true. So I'm going to kind of be patiently waiting to see if that's the case and go from there. That's what I would like for Christmas, but I don't... If I can wait for that if it doesn't. Like, if it comes out next year, I'm cool with that. But that's something I really would want because something I'm working on and kind of bring my homie, my old head, Sean, in here, and we have a... Well, I'll have my podcast where I talk tech, entertainment, stuff like that. But we can do a podcast together where he's more of the main host, I'm the co-host, and we come up with topics and things like that to talk about, give our point of views, and have people in there that we know and respect. And we like knowing we're going to get some real legit, you know, constructive point of views of whatever we're talking about not somebody who just want to say the right things to sound cool and blend in those type of things i don't know we want honest opinions on that on the show we're trying to work on so so that's why i kind of want like a switcher where it's 4k because i got the cameras for it but i just don't want to be having to deal with the fact that Here's the thing. Anybody who has an ATEM Mini, let me know if this is possible. Now, if you were to record directly to the ATEM Mini Pro, do the cameras have to record as well, or you could just shoot them and just record to it directly? Curious. Let me know. Hit me up. But that's something I'm interested in, like I said, because I'm trying to have that element where we can kind of make another YouTube channel of our podcast video style, clip style, those type things. So, and just have conversations, general adult conversations about things, you know? So that's where I'm kind of like, um, yeah, those are the type of things I'm like working on and, I'm going to just get into some of the details of what I'm working on. Like in my previous two videos, I talked about the 20 millimeter lens, right? How I like the shot that it, it, it presented to me when I did the video. Um, It was interesting to see how the difference was from the 24 to 20 and how much I really liked the different angle of it. So I went on and mentioned in that video, I wanted to get the 35 millimeter. That video should be coming out, you know, same day this podcast is being posted. And I like the 35 shot as well because it gives me more of a close-up shot of me, myself. Now, I do see what they're talking about as far as the focused breathing. Good thing I have the A7 IV that has that focused breathing conversation. But the problem is the shot that I actually use it for maybe a little closer than what I really want it to be. So I'm going to try to see how it looks the next time I shoot with it, with it on, if I move it a little further back, or maybe I'll move a little further back, those things. So it gives me options to see if it is bad as it, like I, and like I stated in the video as well, like with the 35 millimeter, I'm just talking, giving a, you know, like 
a head like a um a row shot, the head on shot view, and I'm just giving like PowerPoints as they say about a product I'm talking about. I don't really need a probably don't need the focus breathing conversation on at that time, but if I have like a product in front of me where the focus can go in and out on me and then the product, yeah, then I'll probably put the focus breathing conversation on, depending on the lens. But those are options that I just give them myself. But so the next video I'm actually working on is my podcast setups, my own personal ones in my house. Right now I'm using the podcast setup in my bedroom, and which is good. I, I got the heater on. I'm surprised. I don't really hear it that much in the headphones. So this microphone really, um, I mean, rejects all that background, background noise, which is good. This is the RE20. So this is, uh, that's great. I rarely hear any of the air, air conditioner, the heater blowing. So that's, I think that's great. So right now I'm on my MacBook Pro 16 inch and the Rodecaster Pro 2 is in my bedroom um, for the most part for my own personal you know, podcasting needs. But I also like to use my podcast setup downstairs in the basement, which is in, right, right behind a 60, right behind the 65 inch in the basement because I got 65 inch in the living room, 65 inch in the basement. So the 65 inch, that's the movie theater in the basement. That's the surround sound, the video gaming spot, podcasting spot for me. That's, that's the man cave, you know. And I'm getting a microphone. So stay tuned for that unboxing and first, not first, it's not a new microphone. It's just something that I've seen before. And I used to use a short SM7B in the basement, but like I said, I took that off and kind of set up a little interview style of a podcast or me and a co-host type of style of a podcast. So I'm looking forward to like, I really like the the layout of like a table in the middle, two comfy chairs and those mic stands that kind of sit right in front of you and record the podcast there. I think that there's a cool setup as far as having conversations with someone and kind of, you know, relaxing at the same time. I always think that's a cool layout as far as a podcast setup. So I'm looking for something to do something like that. And if it's more than like, we got three cameras, so if we got multiple shots, that's why I kind of want the producer of the show to make sure everybody's in frame, levels is right, those type of things. So, so I'm work. I'm getting this microphone, and I'm going to re- replace the short SM7B with this microphone. I won't tell you what it is. I just let you see what it is, and that's how my home setups are going to be. It's going to be a my, basically. Rodecaster Pro 2 in my bedroom with a RE20. I got this pop filter from, um, where's this place at? I forgot this place I got it from. When I find out the name, I'll leave a link to it. Um, I got this pop filter on it, and I like how it looks, too. It looks pretty cool. And I got the uh, boom arm with the um, shock mount. What was the shock mount? I would just say electro voice. Mine just say Electro Force Model 309A. So that's the shock model it came with. Well, I bought it. It didn't come with. And so I'm working on the one downstairs. I got a mic coming in. I'll do an unboxing and a, you know, set up video and start talking into it and see how it sounds. I probably won't have a pop filter with it. I probably got to order one, another one. But that's fine. But I kind of want to use that as the C. I'll reject plosives 
like, you know, all the P's, the C's, the T's, and Peter Piper pitched the podcast. Like those real strong plosives with the P's and things like that. I'm a, I'm a trying to I'm gonna use that without using the pop filter, and just see how well it rejects it beforehand. Those type of things. So stay tuned for those videos. You know the the video. You know the 35 millimeter video should be out the same day this podcast is posted. I forgot the actual time I have it to be released. I think it's like two o'clock. So. Go check it out. You know, tell me what y'all think of this lens. And if there's any other other recommendations, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram. So, yeah, this is going, like most of the podcasts this month are going to be some of the tech stuff and gifts, right? So, I'm going to kind of have like a different holiday gift it's going to be different things. It ain't just going to be tech. It's going to be like clothes, sneakers, all these things. Like I have kids, so I kind of use them to kind of get the ideas of what kids today want and what people were looking for as far as gifts this year. You know, before it was always a a gaming console or some type of game handheld no matter what. It was always something. But now things are different, whereas mostly tablets, computers, some people may want a Rodecaster Pro, a laptop, you know, camera gear. Things are different now. So I always kind of like like to hear those type of things that's coming out as far as like it's December now, coming at the end of the year. Are you going to get what you want for Christmas? Are you content with just, you know, treating yourself to whatever you want? Those type of things. I want to hear all these things, those ideas, but... Yeah, in this episode, that's pretty much it, man. I'm just going to leave it on that note. What kind of holiday tech gifts that you're going to give out this year? And I, I told you three I recommend. Anybody else got some ideas, let me know. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. And I will see you next time. Peace.